0: Hi, I'm Ryan Lissetti, a computer science student just out of high school. And I'm Kenny Ho, a high school teacher at a school in Thornhill. And you're listening to the Look Who's Talking podcast. In this podcast, we'll be talking a bit about our lives going through school, talking a new perspective, and maybe to help you through it. Class is down in session. So welcome back. I'm Ryan. And I am Mr. Kenny Ho. And today's episode, we're going to be looking at and tackling the issue of mental health. It's a big issue, we think, for uh, students in grades 10 and 11, perhaps the biggest issue. So, uh, Mr. Kenny Ho, you want to tell us a little bit about what you think to be the biggest issues are for students nowadays?
1: So, most of the time, uh, mentally stressed uh, students uh, face uh, one of these problems. Money, parents, grades, or relationships.
0: Alright, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, initially start with uh, finances, what do you think uh, about that?
1: So f- sometimes um, your family's household may experience financial difficulties, and to students out there, it is really not your fault. It's economic times, so sometimes your uh, family struggles because your mom, dad, or someone in your family's household loses a job, and uh, you are they are at a financial burden. Um, it's unfortunate, it's really unfortunate, and uh, you just have to always relate and think positively, we can get through this. Yeah, I think there's two ways that that actually comes into effect, and in the, in the
0: one aspect is it directly affects the child, like um, it's stopping them from doing what they want to do, and the other aspect that we don't really look at is that the parents are suffering, and the child sees that, and they, they, kind, of, they kind of take that responsibility and that hurt onto themselves, and because their parents are struggling and they don't like that their parents are struggling. Which one do you think is more common amongst kids? Like the indirect ones from their parents or the direct um, the direct hurt
1: and not being able to experience things because of lack of funding? I think uh, most of the time, uh, parent, uh, sorry, students themselves feel bad that parents are struggling. Because they can't and, help, right? Yeah, and sometimes they do help. And I'm grateful for students out there, teenagers out there who are able to work. I see, I see students um, uh, working uh, part-time just to help with the family. And you know what? God bless you. You are a wonderful child for doing that for your family. Um, at the same time, though, um, I must say, it's very grateful. Uh, your parents will be very grateful for you to help out. Um, don't forget, uh, school is always number one to me. I, I was uh, fortunate
0: I never to have to like deal with that issue so heavily, but uh, I don't know if you've ever seen some students that have uh, had that issue or just have been in that situation. Do you know um, like what it was like for them?
1: Yeah, because sometimes when the family struggles, you are um, kind of obligated to work. And when you work, you take, it takes time out of your studying schedule. And because you end school at around 2.30, 3 o'clock most of the time, and most of the, some of the students who work actually get shifts from, let's say, 4 until 9.00 and when you come home, you are dead tired. Uh, Mind you, you went to school from eight, and you got off school at three, and at four to whenever you work. So the the time that you have for studying is really limited. And I feel bad, um, uh, because you are a great kid in helping your parents uh, in the finances. But at the same time, you also kind of suffer because you don't have time to study, and your grades also drop. So it's a double-edged sword, right? Um, your, your, your parents are uh, struggling, yes. Uh, you want to help out, yes. But then your grades are also s- struggling as well.
0: What I would say, uh, or what I would recommend, because what the problem is is that a lot, not a lot of teachers know that, like, that these issues are like prevalent or that a lot of students actually are facing these issues because all they see are the negative repercussions of it. Like you see a student that, comes, that goes to school and they're going to work and then they're tired the next day of school and maybe they're sleeping in class or something like that and they're not paying attention. And the teacher just can assume, will often assume that the student is just not paying attention. Or, or playing attention. computer games at night. Exactly. And I feel like it's a lack of communication on both sides. On one side, the teacher shouldn't always assume that, they're, they're, that they know the issue is um, in regards to something else. And also the student should be able to talk with the teacher. I know it's not a, a comfortable topic to have a conversation to have, but talking with someone and letting them know the
1: issues can help you Work around it. Help find a, a happy medium where you can work together. Absolutely, I think uh, for students out there who are uh, working, um, you know, tell your tell your teachers that um, this is my situation and uh, my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, ask me to work uh, because I need to. And sometimes you're just uh, tired, and um, they just need to be heard. Um,
0: Speaking of healthy dialogue, let's move on to the next topic of relationships. I think there's three types of re- main relationships that cause a lot of the um, issues within school. I just know that I've seen it and from my own personal experience. There's relationships in terms of friendships, in terms of, I don't know, I guess you want to say like... Uh, parents? Yeah. Well, no, parents I think we'll come back to later on That's okay. it's own thing. Um, I guess bullying and like trying to like date. I
1: think those are the three big ones there. Okay. Okay. Um so what do you feel about uh bullying in school have you ever experienced that have you seen students uh, i have actually bullied? never been in the experience where i've been bullied or someone that i know has been
0: bullied something that me and my friends do a lot is we have this like little banter like we'll uh, make fun of each other like back and forth but because we're like it's like camaraderie like we don't really mean anything harmful out of it so we we both laugh out of it like
1: in, in a, in a funny way. Yeah, like,
0: I'll make fun of you, you make fun of me. It's, like, it's a reciprocal thing. No one's, like, really uncomfortable by it. And if you are, you would obviously tell someone to stop. But I don't think I've ever experienced, like, uh, verbal, physical, or, like, cyberbullying in any way.
1: Well, for me, uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, when I came to Canada uh, many years ago, I was, uh, English is my second language. And uh, when I came from Hong Kong, I spoke no word of English, and... Um, a couple of my friends um, at the time were in ESL classes. And uh, unfortunately, at the time, um, we were all often made fun of as the uh, Chinese kids that spoke no English. So in a way, um, it it hurts. Uh, and I, I feel like um, I need to pass on the message that everyone is different. And if you have... Um, some consideration of what the person is going through, uh, please do that because everyone comes from a different area, um, background, um, and you just need to be sensitive to what you say in front of them.
0: So, yeah, I'd like a follow-up question on that because at the end of the day, you really can't stop other people from being mean. You can tell them stuff like, oh, don't uh, be judgmental, but at the end of the day, kids are kids and they are judgmental. And it's, I know it's not a great thing, but how did you manage being bullied? Like, how did you like deal
1: with uh, that on an emotional level? Great question. Uh, I'll have to take some time to think about this one. Um, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, it hurts when somebody says uh, mean things to you because uh, it's not like um, f- physical because physical pain is you, you, you are hurt at that point in time and the pain goes away. Emotional pain is something that um, needs to be looked at uh, in more detail because um, a nasty message or uh, a comment can stick to your head. Uh, How did I get through it? Well, um, I was very close with my, uh, or I am still very close with my parents, and uh, we talk it out um, during dinner time. Um, I also uh, talked to my friends about it, my Chinese groupie, about uh, what uh, they said. And uh, we actually, at one point in time, because it was so bad, that we poured it to the teacher. And uh, fortunately, at the time, the teacher really dealt with it uh, right at the to- right at the moment. So um, it got rectified. Um, I I can see that uh, nowadays, um, many things in cyberbullying in uh, on the internet uh, messages it can go um, really bad. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
0: so you would say it's best to have like open dialogue and with important people. It's important to have someone to talk to, you'd say, right? Yes,
1: yeah, so, uh, for sure. Uh, let it be uh, someone that is uh, your teacher or your parents or even guidance counselor. They can always give you great advice.
0: All right. And um, in terms of other relationships, like friendships, um, being a, uh, being a little,
1: little bit of a stressor, have you ever experienced friendships as a stressor in school? Well, um, in high school, uh, for me, we... I always try to fit in or everyone tries to fit in to like a group. Yeah. You're finding who you are, you want to find out who you can sit with, who you
0: can be with and who like you, right? And it is
1: kind of stressful. Um, when I went to high school, it was stressful because what if my very close friend uh, was not there? Uh, who do I sit with? Yeah, exactly. Which table do I sit with? Uh, which area <laughs> yeah. do I sit with? Um, it is stressful and I understand it. Um,
0: For me, I think it was like... Um, At the beginning, you kind of focus on the whole, like, popularity, you need to be, you need to be someone, you need to be the top of the top, and then I feel like that gradually disappears over time as you um, start to get close with certain people, but at the beginning, it's, you gotta focus on trying to make some close friends, people that'll be there for you all the time, because if you focus on trying to get everybody to like you, you're not gonna make those everlasting or those close connections that we will with um, smaller groups of people. Now, I'm not saying, like, you can't start with big groups of people and narrow it down, but to have that mindset continuously that popularity is everything, I feel like that didn't work out for me. Now, mm. for some people, it's something that they enjoy. They like being um, around a lot of people. But I popular. Think, yeah, they, they, like, they like it and they can succeed with it. I just found that I was better having close, small relationships with uh, a few people.
1: And those were strong relationships, and I still have a lot of them today. I'm very glad you do. Uh, I, I truly believe in that. Um, another skill that I think I've learned through time is um, being able to just talk to people on a casual basis. Um, You don't need to feel unfit in a group because um, you know just start talking to the individual and uh, maybe you have something to add to the conversation and I think people will appreciate you for your intelligence. I know I struggled with that for a while in terms of like just talking to people like openly and being willing to talk
0: to people but a lot of people have that anxiety where they don't want to talk to other people. What would you recommend to help them get around that issue and be able to be more outgoing and talk to people that they just casually know. On
1: and it's a, it's a skill. I, I believe it's a skill. Um, learning how to talk to people, it's a, a skill that it's not really taught uh, at the high school level or at the elementary school level. Um, my recommendation, just try. Uh, just continue to do it. Even if you're embarrassed, get out of your comfort zone and just do it just uh continue to talk to people even if you speak with an accent even if you feel like you didn't contribute positively just go ahead with it because um at the end of the day you're still learning and especially when you're in high school you are a learner Mm -hmm. nobody will make fun of you for that the way i see it is just when you're sitting at lunch you have
0: no one to talk to find someone else that has no one to talk to i'm sure they're not going to turn down uh free conversation when they're sitting by themselves i wouldn't if uh, i
1: was sitting by myself i
0: would love to have someone to talk to me find those people that are by themselves that maybe be maybe a little bit different from you because those are the people that are going to be willing to talk to you and you have you will be willing to talk to them it'll be a great way to start a friendship start conversation and to develop that skill like you were saying
1: and you might just make that person their day because they might feel awful and you were the one that saved their day
0: yeah And so the last one, the relationships, in
1: terms of dating.
0: What are your thoughts on that in high school?
1: Oh, dating. Uh, (laughs) As as your teacher, as the adult, I would say, you know, dating is an experience. Um, I am traditional. I'm very traditional. Uh, My parents, uh, Asian parents, would always say, you do not date until you finish (laughs) school. And so uh, my mom often reminds me... uh, School means you finish university with a degree with a job. It doesn't mean you finish high school and you start dating. Um, You know, dating, uh, my take on it is uh, it has, uh, um, you know, I I, kind of see it in a different
0: way, honestly. Uh, I do kind of see what you're saying, but I know for some people it doesn't actually work out that way. It's different for everyone. Some people like to have that relationship. They like to have that closer friendship on a more intimate level, and that's who they are, right? For me, the way I saw it was, if it's going to distract you, don't do it. Like, if you can manage both relationships at the same time like that and work on school, go for it. Uh, It's just not what I was. It's just not who I was. It's just not um, how I succeed. The way
1: I saw it was chase your your dreams and love will follow. What I think about relationship is, uh, being in a relationship has... uh, great happiness, but then at the same time, it has great downfalls. Of course. And you have to think about your time frame as uh, the school year. From okay. September to December is semester, uh, September to January is semester one. And then uh, February to June is semester two. And there are only so many weeks. Uh, to be exact, there are, I think, uh, 19 weeks in one semester. Um, the issue or the thing to think about for a relationship is, if it goes well, great, you're very happy. But then I have seen cases where students, have um, they've, yeah, they've been uh, dating for you know a couple of months and then all of a sudden they don't like each other anymore. And one person just got so devastated that um, all, everything broke down and um, no concentration in school. And uh, this particular student, in fact, uh, was in grade 12 and I saw that happening because I had him semester one and he was dating this girl and uh, it went well uh, very happy until December probably something happened during the Christmas break. <laughs> In January I saw him like down. I'm like everything okay? And, he, and he's like I broke up with my girlfriend and it from happens. then on January until May he was down. Hard to recover. Very hard to recover and unfortunately uh, at the grade 12 uh, level and at specifically at those particular months it's the most important thing and for him he couldn't concentrate so I'm not sure uh, where he ended up because uh, he stopped talking yeah I, I asked him to see a counselor um, just because I uh, cared for his well being right yeah um, but I I think um, it, it, you yeah. have to be cautious you just yeah. have to be cautious when you can get
0: yeah so just one closing thought on that before we move on to the talking about parents I think personally University is more the option for dating because if you do break up with someone, you won't be stuck seeing them every day in class. Well, in high school you're seeing them every day. Well, that's your take, but yeah.
1: uh, I, I, well, as the adult again, um, Save say it. First year, second year, I would just you know just be friends. Yeah, of course. Uh, third year, fourth year, you're settled. You're more mature. Do it uh, for you. Um, you 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 can uh, know yourself is what I'd say. Yes,
0: know yes. All right, so now I'm talking about parents. Okay, that's a a big one. And I know because I was very
1: rebellious towards my parents, especially coming towards the end of high school. On the other hand, I was the good kid. I was very respectful to my parents. My parents asked me to uh, jump. I said, how high? (laughs) And I told my parents how low.
0: Uh, (laughs) I tried to avoid jumping at all if I could walk it off. But uh, the idea is, in this time, you're going to be a little bit rebellious towards your parents. I know I definitely was, because especially in terms of going to Waterloo, they tried to fight me on that and i just push back the whole idea is that when your parents tell you to do something i think it's just when anybody tells you to do
1: something it automatically makes you want to not do it i agree uh, i've learned the hard way too when i asked my daughter who is uh, 4 years old <laughs> um, to put her toys away no it's the opposite she yeah, would, exactly. uh pour down the toys and it'll be on the ground so how do you how do you recommend for students do you,
0: okay Students are going to be rebellious. It's a big part of finding who they are, right? That's, that's how I see it. Yes, right? yes, absolutely. But how do you help students get through this phase or through this points while still
1: maintaining a respectful relationship with their parents? Now, I think uh, I will speak to students and parents. I think it's more like to, to the parents uh, who I'm speaking to now. Um, your, your child, your teenage child uh, or children will always be uh, rebellious. Um, try to be uh, a good listener. Uh, try to listen to uh, what uh, he or she has to say about what their opinions are. Um, you may not agree, but then um, if you look at it from a different perspective, if you say one thing, you tell them to do one thing. They don't do it anyways. You, correct. So you might as well let them do it. I uh, agree. Uh, you let them do it, but you do it with with um, care and uh, compassion. You let them try it but then you help them out yeah of course because at the end of the day I think uh, they will know um, that the only way to learn is to do it and, but you, they will know at the end you will you mean what's best for them you, yeah. you will try to support them. them just make sure that they don't get hurt that's why I
0: say it. but and also in the sense that um, you they'll still say a lot of mean things they'll, they'll definitely say a lot of mean things that they don't actually mean like know that your kids still love you no matter what they say what they do they still care about you. Like, they may seem like they don't. And it may seem like that both ways, that they are not caring for your best interests. But I think the kid's just going through a time where they're trying to find who they are. Like, I went through that as well. I went went through a lot, not listening to my parents. I said a lot of mean stuff to them. But I still still love them. I just said mean things because I was angry at the time. I was
1: figuring out who I was.
0: And I don't mean the things that I said.
1: And it's good that you bring it up because um, I think a lot of parents will um, get hurt get hurt if you're offended if um, they were uh, spoken back to
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but again uh, as a teachers from the other side of the classroom being the adult all the kids are like that yeah of course everyone's mm-hmm. like that you're not the only um, uh, parent who uh, yelled at by <laughs> your child okay it's a push and take relationships you
0: have to you have to be willing to have that dynamic it's an important part of growing up I think correct and
1: I, I think you Bring it up well because uh, like our relationships, um, you probably will, as a parent, you fight with your spouse uh, or you as the uh, worker will fight with your co-worker or Mm -hmm. with your manager. At the end of the day, um, you guys, both uh, both parties mean well and uh, you just have to take it. Next day, it begins again. Of
0: course. And just coming to the last topic because we're uh, running a little bit short on time here, grades.
1: Uh, That's a big stressor as well there for kids. Oh, um, it is because, uh, unfortunately, they say uh, learning is the most important thing. Uh, Grades are also important because universities only see you as the number and uh, what uh, average you hit at the end. I got that experience firsthand. (laughs) Yes, I understand. Oh, yeah. Um, Grades, they do matter a lot. Um, They... A's, is better than, A's are better than B's uh, and are better than C's, uh, definitely. Um, try to keep your grades up by keeping the same habit. And that's what uh, I referred to um,
0: in the first episode. Yeah, Let's narrow this down a little bit more. Because in the first episode, we did talk a lot about studying habits,
1: ways to study. Let's talk about tests and exams. How do you de-stress for those? Ah, for me, um, now... I did not learn that in high school. Actually, it really? was very later on that I learned uh, how to deal with uh, tests and quizzes. Um, it was in university that I learned. Um, I have a calendar, and I, I try to use the calendar as much as I could. So let's say the test is um, on Friday, and I'm sure your teacher would have told you about this test a week before. Um, I When I was in high school, I would study the night of right uh watch tv until maybe eight o'clock and then start um studying at 8 30 or so and then go up until 3 a.m in the morning Mm -hmm. that does not work cramming last minute i think it does not work so in high school i did that and my grades also suffered right Mm 60s 70s and stuff like that um in university i did a little bit differently um if i if i know that my test is on friday I would have started to study on the Friday before the first day. Now, how I would start to study is, I would it's it's like um it's like a sport. You need warm up. So I would go to the library. I would warm up, look through my notes, through some pages, through some textbook, not really studying. And then every day I would do a little bit. And if you do a little bit every single day, you're at the go. end on Thursday, all you're doing is actually really studying. yep and when when you're writing the test i think this is a big
0: important part writing the test or exam that's when you're going to be the most stressed because you see the questions on the page and you might blank out i have a lot of friends i this is thankfully it's not something that happens to me I, I don't blank out personally but they'll see a question they'll know how to do it but they can't do it under the stress environment of the test so what i recommend is just sit there take a minute and just calm down because if you're scared to write this test or you're anxious or you're anxious you're not going to do well yeah you're not going to think straight I think the way you have to look at it when writing a test is you just do what you know start with what you know and work on from
1: that what do you think about in terms of tests well um, I see often students start uh, their test with question one page one Mm -hmm. guys it does not need to do that because maybe question one was is the most difficult question on the test Start with, like Ryan had said, start with something that you know. You get a little bit more confident uh, with it, and then you move on. And uh, if you don't know the question, don't stress out because stress and anxiety can actually deteriorate your performance. You won't case. read the questions right. I know I've had a lot of problems. Oh, with that. Ryan, uh, <laughs> Ryan often reads
0: uh, questions improperly. Just like that's... I read the uh, timing wrong in the first video. Oh, <laughs> uh, for correct. the first audio first podcast. So I think one last tip I want to offer is make sure you read all those questions first because
1: they might answer other questions. my advice to you on test put your name on the test you know how many times I've seen students not able not putting their name on the test and I don't know (laughs) uh, that's something that your teacher teacher would not like so just to recap that stay calm
0: do what you know and just don't overthink it. Like this test isn't the most important thing in your life,
1: and if you look at it like that, I think you're gonna struggle. Start early. Um, start early. Do a calendar. I've always liked the calendar. Uh, if you know that there's a test uh, the following week or even uh, three days uh, from now, start the day off. If you start an hour uh, the day you know, at the end of the week you'll have probably seven hours of worth of studying. All right. So
0: I think we should wrap it up now. So uh, we talked about some of the big uh, the big hitters on stress. We talked about relationships we talked about grades we talked about um parents we talked about finances so
1: i think um we're good to go for this uh episode So so until next time again uh look who's talking give us the last line of the episode well thank you
0: all right see you next time see you next time